Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Race car, thanks to Ladbrokes here on SEN Track, right across the country, Gareth Hall. And my two great mates, Dan Cobby and Nicholas Quinn. Dan Cobby, hello to you. Hello to you, Gareth. Geez, you look a defeated man already. It's not even, what, just after 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. It's a tough back up from the valley into track work. So oh, okay. I'm a little bit, uh, little bit wounded this morning, but um, looking forward to a big day laying on the lounge and hopefully finding a few winners. So how was Mooney Valley last night? It's good. Cool. Ladbrokes Lounge. Uh, no, I was out there... Working for the most part. Right. Um, for who? Well, for Chris, I um, I Christopher was John Waller saddled up. Is it John? Um, yeah, it is. John. Our first guest saddled today. Up, um, saddled up Yusuke with Joe Taylor. So, um, it was how's Joe? Thing. Yeah, she's going well. Yep, she's um, going really well. Looking forward to the autumn. Nature troops down next week. So, um, yeah, things are starting to heat up. Nicholas Quinn, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. Good morning, all. It's always nice when I chime in before officially introduced, but you just can't miss the opportunity to clip the cob, especially when he says he's working. And we need to be more specific. Which of his eight masters is he working for? And really, our our, our, um, loyal followers here and um, our family here on Race Card every Saturday morning are just thinking... What happened last week, Gareth? Like, does he does Dan Cobby really work for Chris Waller? <laughs> That's he's, a good point. He's That's given us a point. tip at Yarra Glen or Yarra Valley, somewhere out wide that Chris Waller probably never been to Yarra Valley before, maybe to the wineries, but <laughs> definitely not to the racetrack. Craig knew it takes the ride on this filly. She's four eighty. Though we're thinking, geez, she'll have to start about two dollars ten here <laughs> if this man's tipping her. Yep. Before the race she got out to seventeen dollars with Ladbrokes. Yes. She was firm late. Back into 11. <laughs> <laughs> and she's still coming. So how could you get it so wrong? She's quite a hot filly. I don't think she, <laughs> she, I don't think she paraded all that great from, from what I can gather. But, um, yep. look, I wasn't on course, so it's hard for me to say. But she was disappointing, but it's another Saturday. We yep. need to find another winner. <laughs> to join our conversation. What caught your eye over the last week? And what are you looking forward to today across the three codes? Because we've got some terrific racing. There's a feature Greyhound race sponsored by Ladbrokes, of course, at Gosford. Um, and we see She's a Pearl, one of the best dogs in the country going around. And the queen, I think it's the queen of the, I'll work, I'll have a quick look at that um, race's name, but it is the feature event at Gosford. And we've also got some terrific harness racing tonight. Hunter Cup 9 and Adam Hamilton will be joining us, Quinny. So, um, looking forward to today's racing. It's going to be, I know we say this a bit, but it's so true. It's going to be a massive day of racing across all three codes. You're spot on. You've got, in my opinion, the best greyhound in the country going around tonight. She's a pearl, which is race five, queen number of the five coast. at Gosford. The Ladbrokes, queen of the coast. She's $1.35. She simply should be winning. Massive night at Melton with the AG Hunter Cup. And then the gallops across the country as well. So many stars kicking off their campaigns. Can't wait to see a few of those Waller runners potentially go on to bigger and better things and Solcombe's going to be one we'll be keeping an eye on today. So the the best racing's in Sydney this afternoon at Royal Randwick. The feature event, the Eskimo Prince, is a beauty. It sees like aft cabin returns. Now, I think if you if you had a crystal ball, Dan Cobby, and you had to predict who would be the horses going into the top five horses in the country after the carnivals coming up in the first half of the year, I think many would be putting aft cabin in, wouldn't they? 
Right now, yes. Ooh, um, fighting words from the Wallace stable. No, right now, yes. But I think you have to keep in mind, Gareth, is that he was sort of, you know, up and about early on as a three-year-old and obviously then had, you know, the bleed and whatnot. Yes. So it's hard to really say, oh, he'll definitely be there, you know. Like, it's, it's hard yep. to manage a horse like that. So um, James is obviously a fantastic trainer, though, and he'll do the right thing by the horse. But it's not necessarily just, you know, click the fingers and away we go again. So it's, you know, he, he needs managing now. Um, I personally am, am in the camp of Afcabin today. I think he'll win. Yep. Um, but in terms of a Guineas prospect, I'd be with Ossipenko. Okay. Um, so therefore, I guess, where do then the three-year-olds line up against the older horses? Top five in the country. It's a big call. We've probably only got one spot for a three-year-old, though, and I think whoever sort of reigns supreme in the Ramick and Rosehill Guineas probably fills that spot of the, the fifth number, in my opinion. So we've got a horse by the name of Sulkin that also goes around today. Big raps on him. He he won off a limited preparation during that Flemington Carnival, and he just didn't win. He he bolted home, and he defeated a pretty handy field. Um, listening to Charlie and Chris with their entertaining social media preview there the other day, that they say he's a different horse. He's come back uh, a more relaxed horse this preparation. So twelve hundred meters, he's never really competed. I don't think he's ever gone over the six furlongs before. Sixteen hundred. Um, sixteen hundred. But this is still probably the the. The shortest that he's competed over the, the, regarding the distance. Mm. So um, it'd be fascinating to see how he goes today. I remember when he came off the plane and thought, geez, we've got a handful on, oh, you know, on our hands here. He was, yeah, he was difficult and he really, really was. When he went to, uh, to have a gallop at Flemington leading up to that one run, um, very, very difficult. Couldn't get onto the track without Loft going on in front of him and sort of followed him on. But despite the quarantine protocols, he had to obviously stay far enough away from Loft, but still had to be somewhat near him. So he actually had a bit of a lead onto the track. He's yeah, he's quirky, uh, and we saw that on race day as well. Um, but still, it obviously didn't hamper him whatsoever. He came out and won well. Then going to Rose Hill with 148 other horses from your stable plus all the others, I'm thinking he's going to be a real handful this horse in the autumn. But it sounds like he's actually turned a corner in mm. terms of his behaviour. So that can only be a positive for this horse and. I still think we'll see the best of him in the spring. That's realistically where he's heading because that's probably where his main aims are. I think he'll only have the three runs this prep, but he's pretty exciting. Well, his Melbourne Cup favourite now, as you alluded to, he's stepping out today over a trip that's not suitable. The weights, the measures, they're all against him, but he is a class factor. For those that are assessing the race today, do you think he's a betting prospect or is he just a watch and whatever he does today, he'll improve over more ground? But this is basically the first step in a campaign that will hopefully culminate in a victory on Melbourne Cup Day. Benju looks awfully hard to beat in the race, um, looking for three on the bounce, and obviously Salcombe's the far better horse in terms of, you know, down the track, and I don't think he's a betting proposition, especially from that inside gate, he's going to get back. It might get a little bit ugly. It's a small field. In saying that, though, if they turn it up up front and he's sort of close enough, I wouldn't be shocked if he got over the top, Quinny, but um, I don't think he's a betting proposition. I think when you're looking at him, you know, as a real spring carnival prospect and probably third up this preparation as well, I think that's where you realistically want to follow him. Of course, he's going to be found by the market at that point, but I'd rather back a horse you know, when he's ready to rock and roll as opposed to today. Do you know his autumn campaign? Don't know where he's necessarily going to go in autumn because I think there's still a few question marks over where he'll exactly go because I guess you have to decide whether you start to go down the handicap path, wait for age path, and, and where that leads you in terms of the spring. So I thought the Queen think- Elizabeth was the, ga- the aim. It's a tough one because, you know, El Bodegon looks like he's the wait for age horse that will head there. That's not to say he's not going to have multiple runners, but um, the Queen Elizabeth could be a good option for him being at wait for age level. Um, and then can, you so work, can you work the preparation out now? So if he starts today, there'd be three weeks, three weeks, won't they? That'd be right, right wouldn't there? it? Yeah, yeah probably. 
Um, well, always work backwards with the preparation. Chris in would have something in mind, but I think you have to. I think with a horse like this, since it's his second preparation, and yep. since there's obviously an end goal at the end of this goal, I think yes, you can work backwards. But I think you've also got to have your plan B and C sort of ready to fire. So and I think there certainly would be B and C ready to fire. So let's have a look at this card here, and we'll mark our race card in Sydney. Um, looks like we're going to get perfect conditions, Quinny. So the track should play fair. We'll start off with the Eskimo Prince. I'm keen on Afcabin. I think you'll make a statement today. And the record of the Cadolphin runners, especially first up in their good horses, are pretty good. Um, I think the danger might be Zoo Tiger. Johnny O'Shea gave that horse a good push with the English rider Tommy Mark one taking the ride there this afternoon, Quinny. Do you have an opinion on the Eskimo Prince? I do like the favourite Aft Cabin, and we're getting $2.15 now. was as short as $2 throughout the course of the week. I probably wouldn't monitor the market. I don't want the horse to get out sort of $3-ish, because that might indicate or might not be ready for a first-up victory. But if he stays solid around that $2.20, $2.30 quote, I think he'll be winning. I think he's a good bet, and hopefully he can go into bigger and better things this preparation. Cobby? I think the, the booking of McDonald's a key one. Yeah. Um, obviously, leading rider, rides a lot for the stable. Um, he would have loved to have got his hands on a colt like this and obviously has ridden him in the lead-up to this run. So, look, I expect him to, to win. Do I think Osipenko will give him a fright? I think he will. I don't expect him to win, though. But as I said, moving forward to your, to your, I guess, grand final, so to speak, this preparation, I really want to be with the Piero Colt. Um, loved him in the in the Caulfield Guineas when he ran third. Of course, Af Cabin would have started favourite there. and But I think you just have to be somewhat reserved with what happened in that gallop leading into last you know, into his last run of his last preparation. It is such a hard thing to manage. Of course, he's you know, he's obviously all well and good here, but you can't necessarily predict it leading into race yeah. day. So I think you have to be a little bit gun shy. Um, but if they're going to fire, they fire first. That's up what I'm saying. No, I'm with him today. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I'm just saying. I think as the preparation gets on, is he probably going to have to find a couple of lengths to sort of you know measure with these other horses that have probably found more than that yeah. uh, leading into this preparation. But he's a he's a good colt. He's a very good horse, and I hope that everything goes well for him because I think he will be a star of Australian racing over the next twelve months or so. If you know all being well, so we've got Remark at three seventy in the benchmark one hundred. This is an interesting race. You've got Andermatt at um, six dollars, Dragonstone at twelve dollars, and then we've got Quick Tempo at four twenty and Cote at three ninety seven. Yank troll nicely as as well the other day against Remark twenty at eleven dollars. Geez, Remark, Michael Hawke says he's a good, he's a Group One horse. Now, after he's got gelded, he'll, he'll hopefully show that this preparation. But can you take that price with 62 on his back over 1,000? I can't think of a horse that the Hawks team have been more bullish about over a longer period of time than Remark. I mean, you've been working with Wayne for a couple of years on radio across various stations, and this has been the horse that he's always been very upbeat about. He declared this horse would win the Golden Slipper and the Golden Rose, and he was making all these big calls initially. Maybe has been a little bit underwhelming, but continually works so well at the trials and obviously does a lot at track work to keep the Hawks team so upbeat about the horse. So at $3.70, Gareth, we'll probably look back after the race and say either can't believe we fell into him again or, my goodness, that was a gift. This might be the preparation he puts it all together. I'd rather back Sebenyak from that stable at the prices in today's race, Dan. I'm happy to be with a remark. I think a 1,000 metres yeah. for a horse with a breathing issue is sort of where you'd want to find him. I know he's got to carry the, the big weight. Um, I'll tell you what, Wayne had a bit of a strut on him today. Oh, I think, no, uh, Wayne. I think, the tide's, uh, I think the tide's turning a little bit. Got a good team in today. Fajita Sand, Fire. What do you mean the, 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 the tide's yeah. turning with Wayne? 
No, I'm just saying, like, they've obviously had a bad run in recent months, I guess, but they've got some nice horses in today, and I think nice horses are the trials leading into the next couple of months. So um, you can't keep a good stable down for long, yeah. and I honestly think they've got a bit of ammo coming up. What kind of was he at the bakery as well? Was he carrying from no, Baker's Delight? That's why he might have had a swagger. <laughs> I didn't get that far with him, but oh, he may okay. have gone there. Mike Maroney's Mrs. Maroney's actually um, fed up with Wayne a little bit from buying all of the 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 um, doing what Quinny usually does: goes to the bakery, heads to the hut, mm. and feeds up. Mike. Yeah, correct. And, and Mrs. Maroney's <laughs> trying to put Mike on a diet, and she gets upset with Wayne. They even hide the barbecue sauce these days. Yes. <laughs> um, you should have a camera or a radio. Like, it'd be great reality TV type of stuff, really, wouldn't it, there it, in the hut there at uh, Flemington? Be, I think a camera would be okay. Mm-hmm. Microphone, probably not. Okay. <laughs> Need to be on seven second delight. You couldn't put those guys live. Yeah, no, so we've got, so you're, you're with Remark and Quinny... No opinion there. You can't hesitate like that. All right, I'm going to back Dragonstone a place. $3.10. Well, that's 10. a pretender. That's a waste of money. That's my <laughs> bet. I'm sticking with him a place today. Okay. Is that is that because you're biased? I've got a share in the horse, mm. but he's just had no luck. And I think off a good speed today, hopefully can get into the minor money. So... $3.10, I think, hopefully can... Your luck needs to change everything you're involved <laughs> when it comes to race. He's got no bloody luck And he's trying to days. put me in horses. Yes. You're a suck of a punishment, Dan. What do you mean, try? I've um, converted. What about Sulcum? So three thirty, um, you got Banjo at a dollar ninety. So you think a dollar ninety is not a bad price? Well, the market's for flipped. The market's totally yeah, flipped completely. because Sulcum went up favourite and Banjo was at three dollars. So the yeah, money has you, come for the. If you're compiling favorite. the race, though, right? You sort of have to go up favourite Sulcum, don't you? Like you favourite. No, like I'm saying, if you're compiling the race at the start of the week, like if you're the trader that's going, okay, let's do this market, you, you've got to go at favourite Sulcum, otherwise you just open yourself to get absolutely hammered. Yeah, so. Johnny O'Neill and Aussie um, going get wank. their wallets yeah. out and go but back. I, no, I think it's... What's Chris saying? It's, it's fair It's fair enough. Well, I think pretty much the same as Aussie's okay. Benko. These horses have got grand finals in the mind, and I think they're probably that, you know, half a run short. But I'm keen to see him in a parade today, Sulcum, yep. because I know he's improved in terms of how he's been at home. But how is he going to convert that to race day? And I think if we can see him improved in terms of his manners, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. All right. What are we doing from a punting perspective in Sydney today? We'll start off with you, Nicholas. Race eight, number three, aft cabin, the win. That's the only decent bet I'm having in Sydney today. I'm having six proper bets today. That's my one in Sydney. I was a little bit worried about you last week when you said the exact same thing at $1.40 with King's Gamb. Yeah, that didn't go to script. Um... (laughs) Thank you to our many friends who engaged with me via the socials, saying it was going to be a long way back on the back of that. And I can honestly report at no stage did I end up looking like getting square for the yes. day. And um, Dan Cobby? Look, I think Af Cameron will win, but I'm not going to necessarily back him, but I'm keen to see that race. I'm also keen, obviously, to see Solcom how he returns. But my focus will be around race two uh, with Cosmic Minerva. James McDonald rides for Bjorn Baker. Looks a very, very suitable race. Banana Queen realistically looks the only other main danger in the race. But I think around that $2.60 quote, you can bet and bet with confidence. And the final play at Ramwick will be in the final race. Lindemann. Um, I think he's a great bet. He's obviously short enough now at four dollars eighty. But I think when prices went up at ten, I think um, you know three year old taking on the older horses, who's a horse that looks like he's on a guinea's path. I think um, you have to sit up and take note. And there's been a lot of support for him. He's down to four dollars eighty. Stable mate's obviously favourite, but 
I think Lindemann from the soft gate, he looks like he's probably on an Australian Guinea's path to sort of steer clear of Osipenko. Okay. He looks a good bet. You tipped very well last Saturday, by the way. Did I? Yes, you did. Yeah, you did, actually. Um, apart from Yarra Valley. Yes, <laughs> apart from Yarra Valley, but you were exceptional with the tip. So keep up that Especially great the work. Valley. Um, Tom wants to know no compromise. Is he worth an each-way bet? Another horse, I think, will be okay. um, later on the preparation. He's probably going to a race like the Chairman's, I would have thought. Yep. All right, then. So we might just watch no compromise there. Tommy, Ladbrokes Mates Mode, the better way to chat, share and bet this summer slash autumn racing carnival. T's and C's apply and available on the website. Call 1-800-858-858. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more of your text messages, 0499 736 736. And also we'll preview the Hillside meeting at Sandown in Victoria. Wonderful night tonight. I've got plenty of winners. Um, racing at Sandown on the hillside track today, and we're on a soft six at the moment, Nick Quinn. Um, if it continues to rain like it is in Melbourne now, I'm not at Sandown, but um, we're in the centre part of Victoria. I mean, Melbourne at the moment. So it'd be interesting to see if that rain has got out to Sandown. We might have it. Um, we might text. Greg Groves, just to get an update on that track. But I can see it's down to a soft six as we speak. Which is perfect for my each-way special on the program. So hopefully it stays around that soft ground and we can have a fill-up today at Sandown. Had a chat to Michael Kent Jr. in Indation. Had heat stroke there the other day. Won't be getting heat stroke today. Dan Cobby, $1.40. Can you take $1.40? Like, look, I don't really want to necessarily play in the race, but it looks awfully hard to beat. Obviously, you've got the scratching there of Mullane over the 1,000 metres. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the reason behind that, but we'll see him at a later date, of course. Um, Too wet nice, for Mullane. Is that the reason? Yeah. Yep. Nice cold, and obviously he's fired in the wet previously, so no surprise there. Um, and it's not necessarily a race you need to waste him on, so to speak. Right. So, um, inundation, forty. Look, I couldn't back him personally, but I think he'll win. All right, then, Quinny, you'd you'd be backing a dollar forty inundation. That's right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> Ladbrokes, you can go double the winnings as well. Have your hundred on, can gets you? up, win your forty profit. There's your forty dollar bonus bet for your quaddie later on. What could possibly go wrong? Yep. Look, inundation should be winning. It's simply a personal choice of how short you want to take to start the day. So in the two year old race, VC two fifteen, Johnny O'Neill's been bullish about this horse's. Um, ability for quite some time. He joins us on the means test on Giddy Up Each and Every. It's a great show, Gareth. Yes, Monday. Um, it is a great show. There's no doubt about that. And Johnny O'Neill, he doesn't miss Timmy. <laughs> he doesn't. Him I and Hawksy, no. they just come off the long run. <laughs> They're no, great. No jockeys honestly, it's No jocks talk to me any, anymore, but <laughs> it's fun. Oh, well, they'd want to because he's a, he's a fairly prolific That's what owner. I mean, yeah. Um, VC, so 215. Does he just win? Solfaquar um, was nominated for Sydney but turned up at Sandown today. And then you've got Sarah Sada that was impressive on debut, Quinny, for the Cock and Griffiths. It was impressive on debut, and I reckon that's probably the runner that's a little bit over the odds at the moment. Now, I'm going to have a few bets at Sandown today. I'm not betting on this particular race, but I do think it's going to be one we can watch a couple of times because we've got some pretty nice gallopers at the start of their preparation or first or second run back. So I think it'll be a good form race going forward. I can understand why VC is favourite. $2.15, I think we might get a little bit closer as the race okay. gets, gets gets to us. That's the, that's the feature event, the Chairman's Group 3 level, as we get said, and we continue the build up towards the blue diamond dan is there a blue diamond winner there today i'm gonna say no no yeah i agree with you i'm gonna say no that's no knock on those 
top two of betting in VC and Sarasana, they both look pretty handy, don't they? But a Blue Diamond's a yeah. different kettle of fish and VC was very good over the 1,100, now comes back to the 1,000. He's then going to go straight into the Diamond. So it's, well, you'd think anyway. So yep. it's not... Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily a great proposition in terms of that race. But look, he comes from a fantastic stable. And Sarasana, she looks pretty handy. She was impressive. Um, had that little bit of gap between runs. She's ticked over. And now, obviously, now that the focus is is on the Blue Diamond. So, Who do you guys like for the Diamond at this stage? And don't say no one. Don't say I want to see. I want you to give me one. Well, I don't know who's coming. Yeah, okay. So well, Don Corleone's the... I've, I've got an indication. I was hoping that he might come um, because I would be on him, but... These two-year-olds, every time I get on a two-year-old, they get shinsel. I'm sticking with the instructor. $10. don't understand. There seems to be a bit of a knock on the form for whatever reason, but I think this horse is ticking along very nicely, and for mine, will be hard to beat in the diamond. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I think if Don Corleone comes, I don't know if he is, though. I'm starting to think that he might not be. No. So, uh, it's tough. Interestingly enough, Steel City is now into favourite mm. at $5. He's, she's coming. She is coming. Yep. Cigar Fluke, who ran fourth in the win the other day, is also coming. I'd be, I'd, uh, rather, I'd be backing I'd, Cigar Flick over Steel City. Yeah, I agree. Is J-Mac riding? I don't know anything. Bring Guesty, can you, just to see if he's got a ride? J-Mac for the Blue Diamond. All right. Put it this on way. On air or off air? Yeah, do it on air and, and right. see how J-Mac, can we ring Guesty, please? <laughs> yeah, have you got <laughs> his we're number? Doing it. Yeah. This will be good. Tell you another nice cold in this there. This will be good radio regardless. Yes. <laughs> Tell you another nice cold in there is um, Gangitano. Amy and Ashiagi. Yes. Very, very nice horse. He's going to come back next week. So, um, yeah, let's just see who comes. But as I said, I think um, I think there's a big chance we might see Cigar Flick down here. And, okay. of course, Steel City. So they both come out of the same race. So um, yep. looking forward to it, though. All right, then. Don't go anywhere. We'll continue to mark our card there, our Ladbrokes race card there for the Sandown Hillside meeting straight after the news. We'll see if we can get Guesty on the line as well and ask him who the hell J-Mac is riding in the Blue Diamond. Quinn with race card thanks to Labrokes on this Saturday morning, 11.32. I'll try and get in. Um, Guess he's not answering his phone, which I believe. We'll see if we can get the great man. This he's is, the busiest man on the planet. Oh, yeah. That's what he says. Labrokes, mate, mode. The better way to chat, share and bet this summer slash autumn carnival T's and C's apply and available on the website. Call 1-800-858-858. Um, we'll see if we can chase Henry Field as well. I might text him and see what he's thinking um, the two-year-old that Newgate might be sending to Melbourne if they are sending any of their two-year-olds for the Blue Diamond. A few text messages coming through suggesting it might be King's Gambit for the Blue Diamond. So I'll, I'll get that confirmed. Um, just quickly, let's mark the card for the rest of this uh, meeting on the hillside track and with some market movers as well. Third race, interesting race. Hennessy Lad, the favourite, Quinny. Do you have an opinion there? Hennessy Lad favourite. I'm just bringing that race up there. So I've got race four up on my screen. Sandown race number three. Hennessy Lad currently $2.70. I thought Acosta, who won well on debut, runner-up last yep. start, has been supported in from seven fifty. Might be a nice each-way play from the Waterhouse Spots stable. That's race three, number four, Acosta. All right, then. Um, any other specials for the remainder of this card? Yes, I do think yep. the best bet on the program comes up in race four on the program. Benedetta, who was simply stunning last time out, has been well supported. 260 into even money. The best bet on the program for mine. And the best each way 
if the ground is soft, I really love this horse, especially maybe a dollar the win, two dollars the place, or a unit the win, two units the place, or three units the place even, and that's Vespertine. Currently trading at six dollars fifty the win, two dollars ten the place. Goes into this race second up. Very good soft track form. Race seven, number two, Vespertine. Our great mate joins us. Your illustrious leader at Ladbrokes, Adam Hamilton, who's in for a busy day. He'll be dominating the coverage on racing.com along with Ryan Field and Mickey Gurren tonight for the Hunter Cup. Um, but I think he started off his day nice and early. I don't know where he is, but he's he joins... at a Bucks party, isn't he? Hello, Adam. Good morning. Hey, guys. Great to be on with you. Yes, um, the first dry Bucks party I've ever been to, guys. Um, I've got a... From my point of view, anyway, uh, I'm sure the other boys will be cutting loose, but no, a very good friend of mine, Boyd Champness, getting married in a month and popping along to be the voice of reason for the first few hours of the Bucks party before I uh, before I jump on air tonight. And Gareth, very much looking forward to working with you and and Ryan and Michael Guerin, of course, and Shannon O'Sullivan, Jason Bonington, um, terrific team and. Just awesome to have that Racing.com support taking it out to a whole bigger and broader audience tonight. Now, Adam, we have a few of the harness racing drivers. They're ringing us these days. We're not ringing them. This is what Jack Trainer had to say this morning when he wanted to discuss the tactics regarding the Hunter Cup at the start. Well, yeah, I just don't think he's got it in him at the moment, yeah. Gareth. I think his mind's elsewhere. He, you know, he's going for a bit of a rough patch off the track. And yeah. and I think that, um, yeah, he's just talking the talk. About, you know, the, the, the team behind him too, they, they have something to, to answer to there as well. But, uh, yeah, I'll be very surprised if the Prince is leading up that race tonight. So he's had a crack at some at Bloodstock. He's, he's sledged his great mate Jack Callaghan, Jack Trainer. And he's trying to play the mind games before the Hunter Cup. It was extraordinary radio this morning from Jack Trainer, Adam. Oh, I love, oh, what a what a privileged time we're in with these empowered young guys like Jack Trainer, Jack Callaghan, Cam Hart. You got Jason Grimson, who he doesn't do a lot of media, but you got him on during the week, and they just call it how it is. It's so refreshing, and and look, I get it. Um, I cast no shadow. I think that the model's pretty clear with him now, that when he's on the market pegs, he's lethal, as he's shown, particularly winning that Inter-Dominion final. But when he's off the market pegs, he's just he's just part of the group. And, and I think his only possible chance of winning this race, or he's 99% of his winning chance, is getting across them at the start, whether that can happen or not and getting to those marker pegs and then potentially taking a trail from there. So, it, look, it doesn't surprise me. Um, and, and you know, I mean, when they, when they race at Menangle, they only know one way. And, yep. you know, this is part of what frustrates me a bit about what appears to be a bit more of a preference towards Victorian form getting into our major races because over the last three or four years, the Menangle form has been the strongest in Australia, and I think that's because it's brutally hard racing, Gareth. Yeah, I, I agree. You had a Newcastle Cup yesterday, which is interesting, um, the night before the Hunter Cup, so they still need to work out the scheduling for this, this sport of harness racing because, um, yeah, I don't know how you can have a Newcastle Cup before a Hunter Cup. Um, but well, anyway. we're, we're, pro- we're probably lucky we did for... Um, for Zeus Bromack and that, who didn't, you know, they didn't get a run in the Hunter Cup, Zeus Bromack and Pete said so. So at least they had Something. A, an alternative. But the way that um, Zeus Bromack went last night, that's that was near career best from him. So yep. he's peaking at the right time towards a miracle mile. But 
Yeah, look, this is a fascinating Honda Cup. I mean, when the draw came out, I was super bullish around copy that, and he's still the one to beat. But hearing what Jack Trainer has said and perhaps the tactics of some others, I, I think it's... I, I think and I really hope that it's as good a spectacle as, as the pre-race banter suggested it'll yeah. be, Gareth. Yeah, it's been fun so far. Um, Quinny needs to make some money tonight, and he always goes to you, Adam. So what are we doing on Hunter goes Cup to when I need money or goes to for a tip? Both, both. <laughs> yes. We all do. Well, but the, the male is he's just bought a large chunk of a very expensive Chris Waller yearling during the week. So uh. um, I, I think I might be going to Quinny for some money at this stage <laughs> as, he, as he starts to become a Leviathan owner in Thoroughbred racing as well. So, but um, look, the one I'm keenest on tonight, and and I just keep coming back to it despite the wide draw is Cranbourne. Um, I, I thought the Shepherd and Cup run was really good, um, and then it's just as simple in the Ballarat Cup that the horse didn't back up. A lot of the Kiwis have their run spaced. I, I just don't think he copped stepping up in class and backing up a week later from Shepherd and into Ballarat. So I'm putting the, the, the pen through that run. I'm going on Shepherd and I'm going on the gate speed that he showed at Shepherd and, and I, I think there's a great chance he can work his way forward and potentially find the top. And, and it's a huge, huge class drop in tonight's race from the Ballarat Cup, Gareth. And, yeah. and you're getting, last time I had a look, you were getting $3 or better. Okay, I don't three dollars thirty there for Cranbourne. I don't think at the I've moment. got Cranbourne in my top four. I think you'll have to breeze outside of Kowalski analysis. I'll take Cranbourne on. Well, I, 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 if if he can't do that and win, he's not the horse I think he is, and yeah. that's no no disrespect to Kowalski, but um, yes, you know, if he like they paid serious money for this horse to race in, you know, to go to America and potentially run in their biggest races, so you know he he's got to be beating these horses i think um if he's at the top of his game and i reckon with the two weeks between runs and a bit more time for one of our great mates david aiken to weave his magic with him i think we'll see the best version of him tonight all right outside of that race have you got any other um punting propositions for us is is this a multi for us tough tilly catch a wave and captain ravishing about 280 i think we can get with Ladbrokes for that that treble yeah, just oh, look. The one that worries me in that uh, in that trio a little bit is Tough Tilly. Not because of how good she is, but Tay Tay only knows one way, and she'll blast out. And then you got Celestial Fragrance, which may well rip out from the outside drawer as well. So, so that race may not be as as cut and dried as it looks on paper. So, I I'd just be a little bit wary. I. Uh, I'd rather be backing a more Avita there at, at around sort of four eighty and five dollars. I know it's a sprint trip and she's drawn awkwardly, but but Emma Stewart did say to me during the week um, it's a tricky draw. But I, I think I mean obviously ladies in red aside, but Emma essentially said she thinks that a more Avita will be their best mare in the next six months or so. That is a good push. She's got an inside second row there, Amore Vita, so she'll need a touch of luck. And it was great to see Just I've believe. got one at value. Yes. I've got one at value just before you go. And I'm saying this partly to provoke you as well because you're number one in the uh, in the expensive ego haters camp. When he travels to Melbourne, I'll say. When he travels yeah, well, to Melbourne. Yeah, well, he's a pretender, but... really. 
Well, he's won one of nine down here, so the stats say yep. that you're right. Yeah, so, you get carried but, away a little bit. But, Luke gets into your head too much sometimes. Uh, no, he but, does. Yes. I've got a bit of the, the intimidation factor when it comes to Luke. So. Yes. But I will say this. It's rare we can get double-figure odds, which we can get or will get about him. I like the fact he's drawn the back row. I don't think... And this will be rare for him, but he'll be the chopping block horse outside the leader in this race. And if those fireworks are there early that you and many others are expecting, I think you've got to have something on him at the odds expensive ego. And uh, I think he's worth he's worth one more chance down here to see whether he can turn it around. And you mentioned Just Believe last night. What an incredible five months yeah. for just for, for Jess Tubbs, for Greg Sugars, for the 178,000 people that own this horse through the Cranbourne Club, it's just a beautiful story. And, and you know, we're talking about a complete trotter here, one who is good enough to draw outside the back row, come and sit, park and win it into Dominion, and then one who last night used a good draw to lead. Brilliant Greg Sugars drive, daring Greg Sugars drive to sit on a $151 shot and then get the sprint lane and win. So, you know, there's a couple of Kiwi stars who, at their best, are probably better than him, but we're celebrating a new king in Australian trotting after the last three or four months, we've just believed, Gareth. Dan Cobby's got the tongue tied because he's too nervous to ask his boss this question, but he wants to know, Captain Wilson, do you hold the front or your hand up, and do we have something on? Look, hand on heart, I, I haven't spoken to... <laughs> To Pete Thompson, no, I, I haven't. Right. Honestly, I uh, he was he was too much in raptures over exalted winning last night. So yeah. I, I, I'll say again, I'm probably speaking out of school, but but Pete wouldn't give a rat. I, I haven't heard him talk about a horse in in the stable that he's had anything to do with, like exalted, for a decade. Okay, so. So I think we're talking about a pretty, like, obviously she's half a nutcase and she's bred to be. She's out of a family with talent but lunatic tendencies. But when she, when the penny drops, and I hope it does, um, I, I reckon the only horses I've heard him talk anything like this in the time he's been across with Andy and Kate is Renaissance Man and then Catch a Wave and... And I'm saying he's even got more of a buzz about him with Exalted than um, than he has those two, which is saying something. So keep a watch on it longer term. But Captain Wilson, look, I'd like to see him try and hold the lead if he could. I thought he was near career best chasing last start. He's just a lovely, honest battler. He's got the draw, um, but I, I I don't know I don't know what the plan is at this stage. But personally, I'd love to see him give it a crack and try and lead through our guys. Well, enjoy tonight, Adam. Um, hopefully we back plenty of winners for what it's worth. I think Honolulu will bake win this year's um, AG Hunter Cup. But it's going to be a great night and I'm um, looking forward to the coverage on racing.com straight after the races there at Sandown. Thanks for your time. Enjoy the Bucks Day. Yeah, well, how, how much can you enjoy a Bucks Day when you're drinking the, the black champagne, as Quinny calls it, Coca-Cola? Yeah. But anyway, we'll give it our best shot, Gareth, and I'll... Look forward to seeing you on the coverage. I wish I was out of the track with you, but I'm in pretty good company with uh, with Ryan and Mickey G in the studio. All right, then. And wish Boyd luck. Hopefully it's fifth time lucky. Yeah, well, fourth anyway, I think, but <laughs> close enough. Good on you, Adam. Thanks for that, mate. There's Adam Hamilton. See you, boys. Um,
Geez, you added a lot to that yeah. conversation, Dan. You look nervous, Dan. Mm. Oh, I've got nothing really to add. I mean, I wish I knew more about the harness, but I don't. Yeah. I know nothing. <laughs> you should be calling sometimes, I reckon, out at... You'd be good at um, calling a, yeah, a Valley or a Melton from time to time. Priceracing.com hasn't tried to get you yep. on the callers list. Knocking on the door, surely. We'll take a quick break, then we'll come back and we'll recap our best bets right across the country on Race Card, thanks to Ladbrokes this Saturday morning. This is Race Card, thanks to Ladbrokes on this Saturday morning. Time to get our best bets right across the country. Cam Luke will be um, leading the team on a Saturday afternoon on SEN Track. And this is for Ladbrokes Mates Mode, the better way to chat, share and bet this summer slash autumn carnival. T's and C's apply and available on the website. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, then, Quinny, what's your best bet around the country today? Sandown race four, number one, Benedetta. Yes. Also at Sandown, I'm playing Vespertine, a unit that win three units the place, race seven, number two. I'm having two bets in Sydney, race one, number nine, Sicilian, currently $2.70. And best bet on that program, race eight, number three, Aft Cabin. And going to Morfittville for two bets as well. Race six, number four, Alpha Flight. Race seven, number seven, Whiskey and Women. Dan Cobby. Newcastle, race four, number nine for me, Satin and Silk, one of the best. They've got three mm-hmm. best there today uh, across the, the, the country, I should say. Sandown, race four, number one, Benedetta, made her the best bet on the program at $2.60, but, I mean, $1.95, I think she'll get back out. So maybe just hold fire, wouldn't necessarily chime in just yet. And I also want to play race two at Ramick as a best bet as well, that being uh, Cosmic Minerva. And as I said, in the last there at Ramick, you can certainly have something on Lindemann, and also, my best value comes up in Sandown's final event as well, that being three and fourpence. Um, well backed as well. Yeah. You've moved the market. Well, it's I, one of those I took horses. $16 at the start of the week. Uh, sorry, at the start of yeah. when markets first went up. He's short now at seven fifty, but he's had no luck this preparation, and he's been at the Valley. He's not a Valley horse, and he had absolutely no luck last start from an inside gate. He's drawn out here. He's now third up 1,700 metres, and he'll love Sandown. And we know from the Cliff Brown Yard he'll improve again third up. So I, I think at the sixteen dollars he was he's a teaser, that horse. Nah, he he just hasn't had anything go his yeah. way. Well that's um, the problem. He's always so, he's always had no luck. No, he'll yeah, he'll fire today. All right then. Go. You know that he's raced in six different countries? Yeah, so really? I've actually raced in a few more, but yeah. yeah. What about you, G? How are we making some cash today? Well, um, Danny from Berwick says, Gareth, my best anywhere in Australia today is fighting McLaren in race number six at Morfordville. Just having a look. We're well, going head to head then. Yep, about $5. I want Alpha Flight in that one. Yeah, Ryan Belfour's Galloper there, around $5 with Ladbrokes. Um, it's a tough day. I think. Carolina Five with Mickey Gannon in race three, number 12 there at um, Randwick can run a bit of a race in the midway. Something each way on Sebenyak in that 1,000-metre race just at the price. And Aft Cabin will be winning. Uh, Mickey Gannon's keen on Kettle Hill in that final event, marking the card. You don't... Talk about... You don't agree? No, just... A few runs ago, I was thinking, what's this horse? You know, like, wow, but... Yeah. I tell you what the... Jury's out a bit, is it? Yep. Jury's yeah. out, but if the penny drops, and we've seen it with a couple of these sort of gallopers, oh, we'll just win, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. So I wouldn't talk anyone out of it if you do want to stick fat. Mm. I reckon Daytona Bay's the best on the hillside track at Sandown today. What price now? Kath Coleman gave it one hell of a push on Thursday on Giddy Up Stable Mail. Just Chino get on. is the best of the yeah, whole correct. stable, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, what about Ascot being abandoned, Gareth? 
just postponed until oh, tomorrow. Postponed, I should say. Which is a little bit weird in WA to our friends out there. Like, it's going to be hot tomorrow as well. And with they keep, like, if it's hot, it's hot. I don't, I don't know how they get around it sometimes. How's your good Perth horse going, Holly Enchantment? Um, I don't know. I think it's in the paddock. Okay. See, Gareth, that's the thing. With the Ascot being pushed to tomorrow, you're not going to be able to fire the bullets late in the afternoon. Melton. So you've got, of course, but I mean for the thoroughbred punters, fire early, 26 minutes away from the first at Randwick. Who wins the first at Randwick? Well, Sicilian's been smashed in I betting now. I just told now. you Sicilian. Yeah, I know, but so. um, Mexico, 350. Brett Preble's on fire. He's going really well. I mean, that decision, probably a lot of people would have scratched their heads over, but he is absolutely flying up there, so well done to him. Tell you what's Not easy also to do. flying. This show, this hour's gone in the blink of an eye. Where's Guesty? He didn't come on. Did he? Why didn't he answer his phone? I Mark think Guesty's worked sometimes out. Sometimes he's friends with us, sometimes he's No, not. you don't. Guesty would not be a answer your phone on Saturday morning, irrespective of work, if you don't have the number. Oh, True. okay. There'd That's be some angry husbands on the end of that phone sometimes. <laughs> You're going to get sued for defamation yeah, after that comment. Well, I, stand, that. I stand by the comment. Yeah, Good on you, Quinny. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Gareth. Um, Dan, um, have a wonderful day. SEN Track it. afternoon. Cam Luke, I reckon Miles Fitzner will be in the house this afternoon. Um, there's Tomo, our illustrious producer. Um, he's ready to go. Have a wonderful day. Catch up with you and giddy up on Monday morning.